afternoon, Monday. Happy November, everybody. Start of a new month. And I'm hoping for this month, for myself and my significant other, good things will happen. Because I pray every single day to God for good stuff to happen. You know, this year is flying by. And you say to yourself, we've come this far and starting to slowly get back into a sense of normal. If you think about from a year ago, what a big difference. A year ago, the whole world was shut down. People were climbing. Well, I know I was climbing the walls because I don't like being shut in. You know, we had to get out there and just, you know, just be. Just breathe the fresh air and be with people. You know, when you're stuck in a home, in a house or, or you know, wherever you were stuck at, if you were by yourself, it was a little bit difficult. But you get through it, positive mentality. If you were lucky enough to have somebody that you fell back on, yeah, that's wonderful too. But you want to know something? I will be very totally honest with you. I like that we've come this far. Why? Now is the time for us to go out there. Literally go out. Now a lot of people are still scared. A lot of people are still scared to take that giant leap. Why? Don't you want to live normal again? Don't you want it to be the way it was before all of this happened? I would think you would. But there are a lot of people that, oh, I don't want to go back to work. Now a lot of companies are accommodating those people that, oh, I have to work remotely from... I can't do the remote thing. I can't. I mean... I could do it maybe one day, but if you ask me to do it full-time, five days a week, I'm sorry, that's a little difficult. I'd rather be out physically in the office, physically with people, get that human interaction. That's where you make the connections, when you're physically interacting with people, not when you're sitting behind a computer and have a Zoom or a video call. What kind of, a, what kind of an interaction is that? That's not even human. That's through a video. No, I don't like that. In the with LinkedIn, I like to think that I can actually make the human connections that I made over the past year. I really want them, I really want to meet with these people for real. That's what I want to do. That's what I want to do. I want to meet these people for real. For real, because I want to see what they're all about. I want to break bread with them. I want to get to know them. See, again, you could do video. Yeah, and you could do the messaging. You could talk on the phone. It's not the same thing. When you're physically, physically, physically face-to-face -face with people that you have made connections with over LinkedIn, that to me is important. I want that. I want that so bad that I can almost taste it. <laughs> you know? And I think to myself, well... We're in the new month of November. Hopefully good things will come our way. If we really believe, pray to God every day. God will hear you. God is on your side. He wants you to do well. And I also want to, you know, make the missions in life that I had promised others that I would do. Now, again, I don't know when that's going to happen. I'll be very honest with all of you out there. I'm not backing out. I just don't know when this is going to happen. I'm hoping it happens sometime next year. I don't know if it's <clears throat> the beginning, the middle, or the end. I don't know. And you got to remember something. You know, you have to be financially set before you could do anything. See, right now where I'm living, <clears throat> I have bills to pay just like everybody else. I don't have a job, but I hope that will change. Hopefully this month will be the month where I shine. Hopefully. Praying to God every single day for that. 
But also once I'm financially secure and safe and everything is paid down and, and then I can find a way to get out of this house because this house is really not for me, not for one person anyway. This could be for a family, you know? And I've had my time growing up here. <clears throat> I've had a lot of <clears throat> good memories and bad memories. Most of them were bad though. Try not to think about the bad, but sometimes it's impossible. Like you think about a time when someone in your family was very sick, and you remember that time, like, and how did you get through it? And you I mean you eventually did get through it, but it, it took time. And well, my father died in this house. My mother would have died in this house if I had just let her die in this house. Part of me was just, I don't know, maybe there was a shot that we could have saved her and brought her home. And, but then I thought, well, if she had lived, she wouldn't be in, she would be in constant pain. And she would have suffered a, a stroke. She wouldn't be able to comprehend. That's just terrible to think about. If you really think about it, it's just really horrible to think about. She wouldn't have been able to comprehend, wouldn't be able to speak. That would be very difficult. I don't think I could take that. It's something that would be hard for me to watch. I mean, I watched her suffer, and I don't know if I could ever go back to that. You know, I could easily talk about my mother in the most positive light, but then I could tell you the things that I, she suffered. She suffered towards the end, and she didn't want to live like that. She says, I don't want to live like this. Her quality of life went downhill. I mean, it was like two years before she broke her hip, and that just complicated things. I think that if she wouldn't have broken her hip, I think things would have been a lot different. Uh, but again, we can't go back and undo what happened. You know, what's done is done. I just sometimes still blame myself because she was dying very slowly next to me. I slept, I almost slept with someone that, that didn't make a sound. Usually my mother's a light sleeper, so when you sleep next to her, if you even make the slightest noise, she stirs. But this time she didn't. And the next morning I was like, she's still sleeping in that same position. She has not gotten up once. And then I saw the stuff coming out over the side of her, her mouth. And I'm like, well, this isn't good. Now my friend down the street said, you know, don't beat yourself up. You did what you thought was right at the time. You thought that you could have saved her life. I know, but I put her through hell because they kept trying to get back her, her heart. You know, her heart would stop and they would get it back up again. And many times and then we got into the emergency room and then the, the image that they told me they told all of us but for me it just stuck and in the process when they try to get her back to breathing again they broke her ribs now she might not have felt it but that's a horrible way to go that's an image that will not sit well with me for a long time can you imagine that someone coming out to you said yeah we tried getting your mother's heart back up but in the process we broke her ribs what an image that's an image that's really hard to to not, you know, to not, uh, not think about. Yes, again, she probably did not feel it, but still, when we went to say goodbye to her, it was horrible. Just seeing that image of her laying on the table with her eyes half open, her mouth, and it was just not an image I wanted to see. I mean, my father had a better send off than she did. And I sometimes wish things could have been a lot different. But again, you can't go on go back and do those undo those things because what's done is done you know um and I'm sure she's probably listening in and hearing you didn't do anything wrong you know she probably has forgiven me but I have not forgiven myself you know it takes a long time if you if you've never had to go through that experience with a loved one I can tell you right now it's painful to watch someone suffer 
It's very painful. It's an image that's hard to really let go. And most of the times when I dream at night, I dream of her in that situation and it just takes it all back. And I said, yes, she's been gone for five years, but I still miss her. You know, mother's love is great. So is a father's love. My father's been gone a lot longer though. And I still miss him, believe it or not. I just don't remember what he sounds like. I don't have something that I can remember him by, like a, like a recording, like his voice, a video. I don't have anything like that. My mother had a video. My older sister, middle sister, actually had a, a video of her. When, it was like three or four months after my father passed away, and she was at my middle sister's wedding reception. And she looked great. She was 63, same age as my father. She wasn't sick. She looked good. When I saw her, though, I broke down and cried because it's just a constant painful reminder. You know, sometimes it's just hard to let go. But there is something I want to touch on. When you lose someone, whether it's a parent, a sibling, a child, a spouse, yes, you are going to mourn for a period of time. You could mourn forever, too. There's nothing wrong with that. But at some point, you have to let go. And at some point, you have to continue on with life. Because again, people die every day. Life doesn't stop for everybody. Life continues on, okay? If we were to commemorate all the people that have died in these 100 years, life would never be able to continue. It would just stop. And that would be a little difficult. Then you wouldn't be able to do the things you want to do. You wouldn't be able to accomplish or achieve or go after the dreams and goals you have set for yourself for, that you set for yourself so you think to yourself well I have to continue on with my life now my mother had said to me we had this conversation many 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 times she said to me when I go when I go you have to continue on with life I said I don't know how that's gonna be I'm just so scared of being without you on this earth. Am I gonna be able to be a productive citizen? Am I gonna be able to make the right choices? Will I make the right choices? I always look to her for advice. You know, when, when I would be looking for a job and, and she would always pray for me and I'm gonna keep my fingers crossed and when I tell her the good news, yeah, guess what, mom, I got a job. She'd be so happy, but then, you know, within a year or two years later, something happens and I'm not, I don't have the work anymore and she felt bad, but she would help me out as much as, he, as, much as she could. She was there for me in my time of need. She was there for me when I was depressed. She was there for me through everything in my life. But the one thing she never got a chance to see, and, and I sometimes wish that I hadn't made the mistakes that I did, she wanted to see me get married. She wanted to see me have a family. She wanted to see me happy. And I am envious. I'm envious now, as my older sister had our father, my middle sister had our mother. Who do I have? Nobody. Nobody. That's what kills me. I have no parents. So that if I ever get married, well, they're going to be up in heaven watching this. They're not going to be physically here on earth watching me be, you know, married. You know, say the vows and all that stuff. It would have been nice, but unfortunately, life happens. And that's why I say to people, when you lose someone, whoever that might be, for a while you lose your sense of identity. So for me, I am nobody's daughter. I 
don't have parents. Now, am I envious of the people who have their parents? Of course. Does it bother me? It does. I try not to I try not to let it bother me. But when you parade your parents in front of me, you see how healthy they are, you celebrate the holidays and the birthdays and the celebrations, yeah, it bothers me. But I don't want to make a big deal about it. All right. Where do I spend my time? Sometimes I go to the cemetery. I haven't been in a long time, but I go to the cemetery, spend time with my parents to tell them, to talk with them. I don't know if they can hear me. I don't think they can. They can see, they can't respond. When you say to yourself, one day when I become a parent, I want what they taught me, I could pass down to my children. In other words, so my father again was of a giving nature. He gave from his heart. His time, his energy, his love, he gave. So I learned all my lessons from him. The same thing with my mother. My mother taught me valuable life lessons too. So you think to yourself, I had a better education from my own parents because they didn't have an education. They never went to school. They never grew up. They never had a child. They never were children. They had to grow up pretty quickly, pretty quickly to support their families. So imagine that, growing up in those times. But they were both smart. That's the thing. My father was smart. My mother was smart. Couldn't say otherwise, you know, because I asked myself, wouldn't you want to go back to school? And they're like, no. What are you going to learn in school that you will not learn in life? Let's be honest, and they do make sense. Think about that for a second. What can you learn in school that you can apply to real life? Not much. What do they teach you in school? They don't teach you how to live life. In order for you to experience life, you have to go through life. You're not going to get that from a classroom. Same thing with a college education. Everybody pushes the college education on you. Really, what's it good for? Think about that. What is a college education good for? To get a better job? You know, I've known people who have college degrees and still are trying to find that dream job. So it didn't really work out for them. I went to college, but I had to drop out. Why? Because my father got sick. Family is more important than a college education. Do you really think that I would have had been happy with the college degree? No. I have a high school diploma. I consider myself smart in certain areas. I do not need a college education to get through life. Because college is overrated. That's expensive, number one. Not everybody can afford to go to school. Now, if you're lucky enough and you're rich, and yeah, you can get into the best universities and colleges because you got the help from your parents, wonderful. Not all of us have that, that luxury of people helping us out. We have to do it on our own. Now, when, when I went back into college or community college, I did have a grant. I didn't have to pay it back. So I did get financial aid, but I dropped out. I never had really a chance to really finish what I started. I always say I'm going to go back. I procrastinate. I said, well, to be honest with you, I really don't need a college education. I don't. I really don't need it. But you do lose your identity when you lose someone temporarily. I'm not saying that you don't, you don't remember who you are. You used to be someone's daughter. You used to be someone's son. You used to be someone's husband. You used to be someone's wife. You used to be someone's mother. You used to be someone's father. The list goes on and on. But there is a lesson to be learned here. Because I'm speaking from experience. Like I said, I am immune to death. I have lost so many people in my family. 
and I can easily talk about it. But back then, it was a touchy subject. Now, I do tear up if you ask me questions about, like from my mother, let's say. And there are certain, certain things I will not um, talk about because it was too painful. If you ask me, I may like just elaborate, but I'm not gonna go into it fully because then it would make me cry. And I don't really wanna cry. I wanna be happy, I wanna remember the good things. Um, not the bad things, the good things. Because again, when you lose someone, that's what you wanna do. You wanna remember the good stuff. You don't wanna remember the bad stuff. Why would you wanna do that? then you're never gonna get past what you went through with that person. It's always gonna be a constant reminder. And I'll be honest with you, I just, you know, I don't like it. But you always have room in your heart for love. You have room in your heart for love. You have room in your heart for someone to come into your life. If you shut people out, you're never gonna experience what love is all about. Think about it. Yeah, you can make the excuse, well, you know, um, and I might have done it too. I think we've all have said this phrase, you know, oh, I, I can never get past losing the person that I, that I love. I'm never going to be able to go on with life. Yes, you will. And you will also open your heart up to love. We all need love in our lifetime. We all need it. I don't care who we are. If you tell me, if you tell me I don't need love, yes, you do. You won't, you won't admit it right away. You'll deny it, but you do. Everybody needs to have that one person in their life to lift them up, to become a better version of themselves, to better each other. This is what I see. I see, I see it as to better each other, grow with each other, create with each other, explore with each other. Do you know how beautiful it is? You can imagine and tell me, well, I can't do this. I'm not gonna do this on my own, God forbid, but I need to have that person that will back me up, that will support me 110%. My mother and father had that. They had a true love, a love that was just beautiful, a love that was just so great, a love that was just, oh my God, it was like the best, the best love that anybody could ever have, you know? And you think to yourself, well, why is that? Well, why not? Love is beautiful. It's a beautiful emotion, a beautiful feeling to have. It's just beautiful. How many people do you know love? Think about that. How many people in this day and age have true love? Some people can't find love, but it's, you know, it's not impossible to find. You just have to find it. You can find it. You can have it. It's not impossible. But some people don't look for it. It sometimes happens just magically. Sometimes you can just connect with someone on a personal level. You know, or maybe you work with someone, but you didn't think, oh, well, we're just going to become friends. And then you get to spend time with that person. Pretty soon it might fall into something. That's fine. See, for me, I won't do the workplace romance. I did it once. Cannot do it again. Because the person that I was at the time involved with, he just came out of the military. And all he talked about was all the things he had to do to survive being in the war. I had to kill people, innocent people, that he showed me the weapons. And I'm like, oh my God, this guy has too many skeletons in the closet. And I thought we were, you know, just going to be good friends. And then he wanted it to be more. But then the next day it was like, he came to me and goes, I can't see you anymore. Just like that. I'm like, okay. And he avoided me. And I'm like, well, I can't work with someone and be in the same company and not see them. Because you have to work with them. You have to try to get along with them. 
It just made me uncomfortable. I said, I'm not going to do that again. Now, it all depends, too, on the industry you're working in. If you happen to meet someone and you're in two different industries, well, that's fine. And some people keep their, their romances like a big secret because they don't want people to know. But, you know, eventually it's going to come out. What are you ashamed of? Be proud of the person you have in your life. Show them off. Like my hubby, who I love very, very much. And he knows who I'm, who, he knows who he is. We love each other. We have a strong bond of love for one another that will never, ever break. In other words, nobody from the outside, nobody from the, from, from the family can break us apart. That's how strong our love is. I told him that many times. I make these videos for him because I wanted to know what I'm feeling, how I'm feeling, and I miss him. But I'll be so happy when he finally comes here and we're physically going to start our lives together because that will be the happiest for the both of us. I and mean, we both deserve it. Again, we have similar backgrounds, but they're different, but similar, which is a good thing. But you always find in your heart someone to love. It's not impossible. You just have to give it a chance. My mother always said, you're not replacing me with anybody, but I do want to see you with someone good someone who's going to treat you and love you and protect you and take care of you that's what I want for you I don't never want you to be alone my mother never wanted me to be alone she saw the pain that I was going through and it was just terrible every day I would cry she goes I you know even when she was alive and she'd look over and I'm like I feel so bad you don't have any friends you don't go out anywhere I guess people don't want to be around me for whatever reason I kept making excuses but then she said to me your time will come when you do find the right man. And when you do find the right man, you hold on to him. You keep him close to your heart. He be, treats you with respect. He loves you. He puts you up on a pedestal. He takes very good care of you. Then you keep him. He's a keeper. But if he ever hurts you, he cheats on you, he hurts you, he hits you, then he's not a keeper. So it's like, okay, mom. See, my mom was a good judge of character. She never liked the three guys. She said they were going to hurt me, and they did. I don't know how she knew. She might have been psychic too. Who knows? I don't know. But all I know is that it was just very difficult because she just doesn't like to see me with this type of pain. And again, I don't like being alone. Being alone is I can't handle it, especially living here in this house by myself. There's nobody to talk to. I mean, I have a cat. But animals don't understand. You can't really have a conversation with an animal. What do they understand? That you're alone? They will give you unconditional love. They won't judge. You don't want when people say, "Do you rather? would you rather be in, with animals or with people? Well, at the time, I said animals because animals don't hurt the way people hurt. Animals don't put you down. They don't, they don't call you names. They love you unconditionally. So again, there's always room in your heart to love. There's always room in your heart for that type of love. So that's why I say, um, I say that um, if you lose someone, and my mother said this, don't be ashamed. I would be happy if you had someone in your life. But you're always going to keep the person that you lost in your life. You need to open up your heart. And when you do, it's the most beautiful thing in the world. So there's always room in your heart to love. So I'm going to let you guys go because it's after two. I'm going to take a break. But I want to say God bless all of you. Stay positive. Stay strong. Take care. <laughs>